Hello, clone dancers. This is season four, episode eight, the redesign of natural objects. In this episode, MK's secrets reveal her true motives. Rachel likes to keep people out, but does not like to be excluded. Sarah puts on a very theatrical <coughs> bait and switch. <coughs> Sarah's eggs are now all in one basket, but at least it wasn't an oophorectomy. Kasima is a crazy scientist going to her crazy maker's crazy lair. Ira's Oedipus complex has switched to a less motherly mode. And Charlotte won't be sacrificed now that she's aware she's sick. I'm Liz. I'm Janice. I'm Matt. I'm Harold. Hey, Harold. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hi, Harold. Hi. Where's Lynette? Uh, Lynette is actually um, feeling being... very under the weather this week. Oh, so. oh. Feel better. Yes, we hope we wish Lynette a very speedy recovery because we miss her when she's not here. So this was uh this was a big episode. Rest in peace, Beardo. We hardly knew ye. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think he's coming back? No, she <laughs> shot him with a shotgun. At well, okay, that's eight. not what I meant. Okay, like, that's not exactly a flashback? what I meant. In a flashback. <laughs> Um, I do you think okay, do you think there's any more to find out about him? Yes. Right, okay. That yes. Okay. I don't... Sorry. I, I was I was was <laughs> inexact. But no, I don't think um we'll be seeing a live Beardo again. Um so did you guys think she was gonna shoot him after she tortured him? No. <laughs> I didn't. I did. I think, yeah, I think I did. Uh, my big, my she, I think she had to because once, once Allison told him to go to the rabbit hole, how could they li- let him live? True. Well, if they could have turned him around, like the Ferdinand kind of was turned around, and Helena was turned well, around. Well, Ferdinand was turned around because he's in love with Rachel. Well, Duke goes in, in love with being alive. Yeah, kind of. Um, Maybe the smarter thing would have been, we can protect your niece if you get us information and turn him. Yeah, but I, st- I still wouldn't trust him. No, you're never going to yeah. trust him, but maybe you could have gotten some use out of him. But if he's dead, how is Donnie going to get out of jail? Well, we don't know anything about the case that was set up against him. Was there any actual evidence, or did uh, Beardo just arrest him on a whim and, and made up something? We have no idea. Well, Neil Lucian has been watching all of the sisters. There's definitely, there's definitely actual evidence, and he is actually guilty. <laughs> well, he is guilty, but but we don't know what evidence there is. Weren't they? Most of their sales were to neighborhood people that they knew, right? So so we don't. I don't know. It'd be one thing if, you know, and maybe they would have something where they where they sold to someone who was working with Neolution or maybe they had uh, put the squeeze on somebody that uh, they had sold to. But at this point, we have no idea. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, if there is actual evidence, how is how is Donnie going to get out? But um... they may even try to imply that he and Allison had the lead detective on their case murdered. 
No, absolutely. That's totally a possibility. That's like and, and well, that's he, convenient. Has he been charged? Has he been charged yet? Because he was taken to custody, but didn't they say that uh, Adele say it takes a couple of days on through the weekend, and then you'll face the formal charges? So who knows what they have? Is that even legal? <laughs> yes. Well, you can hold somebody uh, for a period of time, and then before you charge them. Uh, Gen generally you hold them in the station you don't days? hold them in you don't hold them in yeah. jail yeah yeah of course you normally would have to have some sort of probable cause otherwise you'd be subject to a lawsuit at least in the united states yeah speaking of the united states i thought it was a little bit but it's not that... but it's not the united states they're in toronto yeah oh yeah uh, no <laughs> that's not the way I don't know. That's my point that I that I thought Adele, you know, Adele having any kind of pull was knowing really knowing what anything that would be Canadian I thought was surprising. Well, she's suspended. Yeah, so even if we were in America, she still didn't really have a right. right to be there, but they didn't check her credentials. She just said I'm their counsel. Right. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things, if you act like you know what you're doing, people people back off. Yeah, definitely. Well, she said she was just there until uh, they could get someone better. Right. Probably just to give some advice to uh, remain quiet in the jail and, and kind of walk them through the process. And not be Donnie. Yeah. yeah, that boat had sailed. <laughs> Maybe she showed credentials at the gate before she got inside the building, and then then she was on a list, and they said, all right, go out yeah. go in. I don't yeah, know. I, was, I don't know how jail works. <laughs> I was definitely. Thank God. <laughs> um, I was definitely not surprised that Donnie immediately starts. Right. Like really, Donnie, you're you're just gonna tell the first guy who kind of like winks, like, "Oh yeah, we're buds. I'll totally have your back in here." Oh yeah, dude, I was totally doing all of it. Like really, Donnie. Allegedly. He's talking yeah, the word allegedly. He did throw. <laughs> he did throw it allegedly in there. Well, I think he said I've been charged with trafficking allegedly. Well, if you're no, you would have been charged literally. Yeah. Allegedly, you committed the crime. <laughs> so I guess that answers that. It does sound like I think he did say he was charged. So. Yeah, but again, it's Donnie. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Mm. Oh, he doesn't. I just don't understand either. How? Why is it that only Donnie was arrested when Allison was doing everything with him? That's a good question. Because they needed Allison to get to Sarah. So, but what evidence Sarah, do they have? It, I guess I guess I don't. Th I have a feeling that you're just going to skip over that. It's it's not that important in the story. But we're never going to find out exactly what the evidence was against Donnie. It's just going to be dismissed, kind of probably like when uh, Felix was uh, charged with murder. And they had a they had a, a gun with his uh, fingerprints on it, and somehow that all went away. Oh yeah, that all went away because they had a dyad lawyer. the The dyad lawyers made it go away, and probably Beardo was involved, but we just didn't know it then. Hmm. Because Beardo's been involved in everything, we just didn't know it. Yeah, that's true. We keep forgetting that, or I keep forgetting that because he wasn't. We didn't see him at the beginning. No, we might see him again in flashbacks. I can 
I can see that happening. Um, I felt bad for Scott. Now he has to clean up this mess. Like, mm. I know Scott and Hell Wizard have to clean up the Beardo mess. It's like Mrs. S, you, you're the one who took the shot. You clean. You should clean it up. <laughs> right, because it's not like they have anything they can get from Beardo. What are they going to do with the body? Is, it, is that going to be another body in Allison's garage? I don't know how how well does decomposing cop fertilize pot plants. Although, uh, put them in a bathtub with acid. Didn't they do that once, or weren't they about to? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some, somebody okay. was gonna go in the. Yeah, somebody was going in the, in the tank. No, somebody did. Um, Her name's uh, henchman. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Art helped Felix do it, right? I feel like art was involved in that. Oh, I thought the acid bath was something. Yeah, I thought the acid bath was something Ferdinand was doing. I don't remember. Yeah, were they going to get rid of Kendall? Or they were were going to destroy all the, uh, destroy her body? Yeah, there was that. But there was, I swear there was another time that Felix and art. Oh, you're thinking one of the uh, male clones. That's, oh, no, what I'm doing is I'm getting... Dollhouse and Orphan Black mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. All right. Um, pregnancy is really good for the brain, guys. By the way, Sue Watches Buffy is going to change the name of its podcast to We Didn't Watch, and they're going to cover Dollhouse next. So, Yay! So I've never seen Dollhouse, though I have started watching it just so I can keep up with the podcast, so... Any Dollhouse people out there, anyone looking for an excuse to watch it, you should go uh, check out Sue Watches Buffy slash Whedon Watch. Yeah, I just watched the third episode today. Yeah. It was actually better than I remembered. I love love Dollhouse. Okay. All right. I, I, I... is way off topic, but when I first saw that third episode, I was I was really sick, and in yeah. great pain, and 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 uh, I associated that episode with with the uh, oh no the pain. But when I watched it again today, it was yeah, it wasn't it wasn't excruciating. <laughs> it's kind of like an alternate version of what that show could have been had it uh, just been a more normal show and not uh, gone in a totally different direction. Yeah, if only Joss had actually been allowed to have a show that lasted more than, you know, two part seasons. Anyway, so. Um, Kasima and Scott deciding no Rachel or Ira. Yeah, now what was that all about, really? Exactly what a Rachel and... Um, Ira, you know what? Susan's not going to talk to them. She can talk to them, just not about this. Oh, felt petty. Right, right. And do you and do you trust her not to do that? Um, I trust her not to do that more than I trust Rachel to actually be helpful. I think they all have common interests now. They do, but as petty as Scott and Cosima were being, Rachel is just that petty. Like, Rachel has always been that petty, especially when it came to the other self-aware clones. She has not been nice to her sister. She has not been 
um, uh, she's not been helpful to her sisters in any way. Um, you know, and when she had Sarah, instead of just harvesting some eggs, she was going to do an oophorectomy because she hates the fact that Sarah's fertile and she's not. Um, she's always been really petty with the sisters. And so I kind of understand um, Scott and Kasima, And it was also a dominance play. Like You're not the queen anymore. You're not the head of Dyad. You're not the head of Topside. This isn't, you're not the scientist. This isn't yours. This is ours. You don't get to be in charge. I'll be curious to see how this plays out in the remaining two episodes. Because it, it seemed to be kind of a, a crucial turning point for Rachel. And I think for how the series is going to go, I think, uh, over the next couple of episodes. Because it seemed like earlier at the, in the episode, she's she's seems to have an interest in joining together with Ira and with the other clones to come yeah. up with the cure. And then right. by the end of the episode, between being shunned by Kasima and Scott and then that vision she has, uh, you know, in her eye, I'm wondering, is she going to end up just, you know, betraying them all, perhaps taking the cure and uh, just using it for herself and, and, uh, uh, blocking them all out and, and trying to just take control of Dyad again. Because I have a feeling that's where it's heading towards. Either that or she'll d- dethrone Evie Cho and surprise everybody and actually, uh, you know, kind of come to a, an understanding with her sisters. It, 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 but it's got to be one or the other. I'm, I'm thinking it's the first one. Well, see, she had the she had the swan vision before all of this, and she didn't tell anybody. She doesn't share her secrets, but she expects to know everybody else's. She told well, Ira. She, yeah, she told Ira. Ira knows about it. She just told, but she didn't. It sounds like she doesn't want Susan to know. Either it did she does Susan not know at all, or did did Rachel just want to like not tell everyone about that particular. Um, that particular vision. The only reason she told Ira is because he happened upon her in the middle of it. Right. And she needed to know if there was really a swan in the house. Right. But he was also at the beginning of this episode. Isn't he looking at her eyes to see if there's anything? Well, um, yeah, because she had, she had said, you know, I saw a swan in my eye. So he was checking it out. Right. Um, and since he knew that's different. She didn't seek him out and tell him, hey, this weird thing happened. He happened upon her in the middle of it. If that hadn't happened, I don't think she would have said anything. She would have just said, hey, check out my eyeball. She, she probably has not told Susan, although we haven't seen it one way or the other. But my guess is she wouldn't because Susan would probably know who that person was in that later vision. And therefore, she would know who was trying to send her a message. I feel like it's the the original guy. What Probably. original guy? The uh, PJ. Um, the Waterhouse. Waterhouse, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. I don't remind me who this person is because I couldn't tell. He's the beginner of Neolution. He's the guy. Remember, a couple of episodes ago, Rachel happens upon this book. And Susan said, back in the 1800s, there was this guy, you know, this, I think he's an industrialist, he yeah. had lots of money, 
and he was really interested in Darwin and all these other people. And he got, he actually is like kind of got this started in whatever fashion he could get it started in the, in the late 1800s. Yeah. The secret, that guy. Yeah. The secret Neolution book. And I think that, that, uh, Susan shows Rachel, I think it's that guy, the guy who wrote that book or started that book. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea who that was, but you're right. That, that could very well be who, who it is. I, I was envisioning, and I, this is a joke, but I was thinking, oh, um, transmissions from space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If they start doing transmissions from space, this sh- that's just too you're much at, for this show. You're <laughs> out oh of my God. <laughs> I can't. Jump in the swan. Ah. Uh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I actually saw a swan today and baby swans. Did they have heads or not? They did. Okay. And then um, even though there were signs saying, please stay like 25 feet away from the swans, uh, people were like going up to them. Ooh, not a, not a smart idea. No, because swans are assholes. They, yeah. They're not nice. Yeah. And uh, these were huge, some of the biggest swans I've ever seen. Where are, where are these swans? Uh, I in San Francisco at the um, Palace of Fine Arts. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, people were like trying to get really close to him to get like probably really cool Instagram pictures. I mean, I snapped a few photos because I can't. It, it's a swan. Hello. Um, my husband went to make fun of me, and I was like, "I do an orphan black podcast. I have to take a picture of the swan." And he goes, "Oh yes, never mind. You do. Never mind." Well, of course you do. And so, but I was. I was far away and I zoomed in because the swans were like my size. (laughs) And like one guy got really close and the swan like reached out to snap at him and the guy just barely got out of the way. It was like, you would have been missing skin. Yeah. Yeah. They're aggressive. Um, Yeah. So that was pretty funny. I laughed at the, at the little swan family who were attacking people. And it made me think of the Lita clones. Don't get too close. <laughs> you might get attacked. Who was it last episode that sent in feedback saying she didn't like the Rachel storyline? It had to have been Val. Okay. That surprised me because I found I'm finding her more interesting this season than I have ever found her interesting before. I agree. Me too. Um, and actually, Val just. Uh, posted on Facebook that she will be sending in her feedback post haste. Great. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see uh, Rachel make this turn. I'm, I'm just curious where it's going to go. I think that's going to be the the key to season five. That or Kira's magic powers. Um. So, Kasima got to meet MK via the computer. Mm-hmm. And I like Sarah telling her, don't come at me through my kid again. Yeah. And I liked Kasima telling MK, like, uh, you can keep the mask on. I think it's, like, goofier. I don't know what she said. <laughs> yeah, she said, yeah, I think it's funny. Funny. Yeah. And then MK yeah. takes it off. It's not supposed, right. to, be, it's not supposed <laughs> to be funny. It's supposed to be haunting and creepy. Right. It's so, very disarming. 
Kasima, just how genuine and nice Kasima is, sort yeah. of disarms people who have their defenses up. Yeah. So I really liked just in a one sentence, she got uh, MK to trust her almost. Yeah. Really, really sweet. Either that, or maybe just embarrassed her, kind of like a, an older sister. Maybe. Well, I think there's a just a confidence that Kusima projects that MK put her at ease. Like this chick's really cool and friendly. Like maybe I should be a little less uh, standoffish toward her. Um. Yeah, it's possible. Plus, Kasima's also sick, so I think MK had that familiarity with her. If that makes sense. You mean she felt like she had something specifically in common with her because yeah. they're both sick? Yeah. Okay. Even though she didn't say that she was sick. Right. Because no one on the show can talk to anybody about anything. I mean, granted, the show would be like one season if everybody actually said what they know. But still. <laughs> like every episode, like a problem could be solved if somebody just said, hey, this thing. Instead of hiding it. Well, what do you think could be solved by uh, MK saying that she was sick? Um, well, I think it's going to be really weird when if they find a cure and MK is like, oh, yeah, by the way, I need that. Because I think if she comes out now and says, listen, I'm sick, too. I need help. Then they're going to be more OK with helping her. But I think if she like. Let's say they find the cure and then she's like either she steals it or she says, I need the cure as well. It's going to be like, oh, well, that's the only reason you came back. If she starts off with I'm back because I need the cure and I have the money to help you with it and I'll do whatever I can to facilitate it as opposed to trying to hide it. um, I think that's going to end up being a big conflict later on. I think if they come up with the cure every clone is going to get it except for Sarah and Helena because it, it seems like they're all coming down with it. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. I hope they find the cure soon. I'm tired of the clones are sick aspect yeah. to the show. Yeah. Clone like, assumption is starting to wear on me. Yeah. They'll it's, probably, I have a feeling it's probably going to be the end of the series that they'll, you'll see Crystal coming in for her cure and they'll be uh, fade to black. Uh, I hope not. I really, I'd love to have them find the cure by the end of the season, and then for the fifth season, do something different. Hmm. There's enough. There's enough threats that they can put this particular one, I think, to bed. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll have the cure, but then Rachel will abscond with it. Or oh, MK. I hope, I hope not. And they'll have to. Or season five will be them trying to find the other clones and like give them the cure without with while keeping them naive. Um, but no, Harold, the end is going to be Beth shows up for her cure. And mm. then it's gonna <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It is. No. And yeah. here's, 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 here's why. Here's why. Because MK says, Oh yes. Kasima, Beth told me about you. How is your illness? Beth supposedly killed herself before Kasima got sick. So Beth would not have known that Kasima was sick. Um, yeah. Unless she was privy to information that Kasima didn't even have. 
sort of an awareness that the clones are going to become sick? Well, they were collecting blood samples, right? Beth was collecting samples, or not uh, uh, Katya. Katya and Beth yeah, was Ka- Katya was sick. Katya was sick, and they knew Katya was sick, but they didn't know Kasima was sick. Kasima didn't know Kasima was sick. Well, in those first couple of episodes... Sarah as Beth was going to meet Katya to collect the samples from the Europeans. Right. So, and Cosima was in contact with Beth, apparently. So, uh, so maybe they knew, or maybe they had a sample. That's or what I'm maybe... thinking. They had they had her, Cosima's uh, like lab work, and they knew that she was going to sh- start showing symptoms before she did. And of course, MK may just be also hacking into Cosima's system, and uh, this may be a cover story. I'm not, I'm not buying the Beth is coming back. It could also be lazy writing. That's we we yeah. often forget when we're trying to look at uh, threads and connect threads and uh, come up with theories that there can be bad writing and and loopholes and things uh, mistakes that. But I enjoy Elizabeth's yeah. uh, persistence. In- <laughs> 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 um. No, when I was watching it, like I stopped it and I rewound it, and I was looking at my husband. And I was like, "See, see, Beth didn't know." Because see, when he was like, "Oh my god," <laughs> he's like, "We just watched her go to all the trains." I was like, "Shh, no." But I'm the only one steering this right now, so I have to. I have to fight. You keep doing what you got. Because of her name, <laughs> if it was anything but Beth, maybe you wouldn't uh, feel the same connection. <sighs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, so what... Go ahead, Janice. Oh, I was going to say, you know, we were talking about Rachel and, and um, what her motivation is. I think part of it is that I think she resents Susan's... Um, what do you call it? Attract, not, attraction isn't the word. A- admiration? Admiration for Cosima. You know, she, because Cosima is a scientist just like Susan. Right. Um, and she just, I mean, when she saw Cosima, you know, over the internet, she was just thrilled. And I'm sure she's just thrilled that Cosima's coming to the island to work with her. Um, so I'm sure that's another thing. You know, Rachel kind of got her mother back, but now, you know, first her mother's with Ira and her mother's paying attention to Charlotte. Boy, is she with Cosima's Ira. Come- Oh. All right, let's see. Yeah. But but it seems like Kasima is is her ideal daughter. Yeah, yeah. And she even even she even likes Sarah a lot too. I think she admires Sarah's ingenuity, but but Kasima is, is really the apple of her eye. Right. I think I honestly think Susan loves all of her clones, but Rachel doesn't believe that you can love more than one person at a time. Perhaps. I think Rachel can only adore. Or love or have strong emotional ties for one person at a time. And so when other people show affection for multiple people, she doesn't believe it. So she doesn't believe that Susan can absolutely admire Kasima and be proud of her and adore her. And also have those feelings for Rachel for different reasons. Yeah, I think I, you know, I can I can buy that. That sounds fine, but you know, long term it doesn't really matter because she's going to do what she's going to do. Right. 
And Ira's being all cozy and flirty with Rachel is really freaking me the hell out. <laughs> like, you went from mom to sister. Like, calm the hell down. Like, I realize you don't have any idea. Like, you're on an island. You don't have much to go off of here. But just maybe, I don't know, keep it in your pants. God, yeah, someone cloned that guy a, a girlfriend. <laughs> That's not his sister? Or his mom? <laughs> I mean, I know that, like, biologically she's not his mom, but still, she raised him. It's gross. It is gross. <laughs> oh, they just creep me out. Um, uh, Ira just... Ira just creeps me out in general. Sure. Yeah. Like, I feel like he is the creepiest of the caster clones. Yeah, that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't it know is. if I agree with it, that. But... Yeah, it's saying a lot because... Uh... Like, the other, we, we... the other caster clones were kind of creepy, but you could... But it was... It, what, their, their creep wasn't so slimy. Like, I feel like Ira's creepy comes with like a whole extra like coating of that the other casters didn't have like Rudy was super glitchy and that was kind of weird and Scar was creepy just because he wanted to bang everybody and give him the disease and everything but Ira is just so like slick like Ira creeps me out the most Mm. yeah I don't have a a real problem with him I think he's fine (laughs) Well, you I don't, are weird. I don't. I don't like his relationship with his maker. But I, other than that, I don't. I think he's harmless. He's not violent. At least he's not violent. No. Yeah. But violence to me isn't necessarily creepy. Like Iris, sneaky and sleazy, and he, he creeps me yeah. the hell out. Those other ones were were violent, and they were. Uh, you know, raping women, and yeah, the uh, unexpected twosome. Uh, yeah, but violence you can see coming. Not always. With those guys, you did. But I don't know. It just Ira just really creeps me the hell out. <laughs> um, I think it's because he went from flirting with his mom to like flirting with his sister, and it just. It skews me out. It just really does. I didn't read it as flirting. I read it as genuine like brotherly concern. That's how I thought he felt about Susan until he started making out with her in the pool. Like it was actual like a healthy mother-son relationship and then nudity happened. So I kind of that's why I think he's creepy because he seems like it's just caring and being nice, but really he's trying to do dirty things you just think everyone who sleeps with a family member is creepy (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much (sighs) yeah pretty much pretty much Uh, i think it's fantastic that they actually do live in a supervillain lair yes that is it's a very beautiful house oh yeah great view Kind of far, I think, from, like, the grocery store, though. Yeah. I don't know how they get food, but... Yeah. Maybe one of those Amazon drones comes by. (laughs) Yep. There you go. Um, So, do we think Kasima's bright idea 
is the correct bright idea? Well, it might be the correct bright idea, but I find it not convincing that she couldn't have come up with this before, that nobody came up with it before. I'm well, surprised you're not upset, Liz, because it, I mean, I wouldn't have thought of it, but it would seem to me like once you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, like why didn't they think of it earlier? Well, I think, I think part of the thing is that they did not know that the original was one person who had both, both, you know, sides of the, of the, of the gene until the end of the last season. And then they had her, they had Kendall. So they didn't have to think of an, an alternative until now. Um, and also, they didn't want to save Castor, so they didn't want Castor's DNA involved at all. Um, and now realizing that you might have to save one to save the other. But, um, I mean, it makes sense, but it... It kind of makes sense, but it... Here's a little merit- tidbit. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, I'm trying to think of the word. Mar- <laughs> marrying the two genetic strands to create a child is different than it being encased in a chimera. Because it's huh. still not going to be Kendall's DNA. It's going to be half of Kendall's DNA and half of Kendall's DNA. Which doesn't necessarily make all of Kendall's DNA. Because you can't guarantee what's going to be expressed and how... And all of that, so I, it, they're not okay. create, they're not creating another Kendall. Okay, well, yeah, okay. I guess I see. I guess I see your point that why it would, it, they would come up with this idea now. I guess I don't care that much because to me it's all kind of a MacGuffin type thing where we're living in a world where they can just change people's DNA by sticking a worm in someone's mouth. So they're just gonna. You know, come up with some explanation. You know, here's a cure when when they're ready to have a cure, and, and they'll come up with some something that sounds like science to explain it all. But it doesn't make any real sense to me. Of course, I'm not a scientist, but that just by having these two, you know, strands of, of uh, DNA, that somehow they could cure her, you know, uh, of, a, of a degenerative disease, and and they can make uh, somebody who can't have children have, have children. People have children. None of that makes sense to me uh, that they could do that by giving them a, a shot of DNA or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what they're going to find out is that curing the autoimmune disorder doesn't necessarily make them fertile. It might work for Charlotte. But I feel like with the age of the Lita clones, there's too much scar tissue in their uteruses for them to be hospitable. So I think they can save Kasima from dying, but I don't think they can make her fertile. You think they'll be able to fix uh, Charlotte's disabilities? Charlotte's young enough um, since she hasn't gone through, since according to Rachel and Susan, she hasn't hit puberty yet. Um, it might, it might affect Charlotte differently. Um, and whether Charlotte can conceive naturally or if she would have to have IVF might be different. Um, but I don't think that they, that finding this cure is going to make Allison and Kasima and MK and Rachel and Crystal and, uh, everybody else. I don't think it's going to make them fertile. Um, but I do think it will cure the autoimmune disorder. Well, I thought that was the intention. 
I didn't know that fertility was part of the equation. For Rachel, Rachel it is. Rachel it is, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, as Harold pointed out, this is science fiction, and it, they can do pretty much whatever they want. It's probably pointless to pick apart the science because it's not going to hold up to scrutiny. The idea of making Actually, DNA soup and then, <laughs> and then somehow of, cure, curing their disease. Most of the science they use, though theoretical and possibly illegal, is actually possible. It's theoretical. Yeah, science it's, fiction. No, no, no. I'm not talking... I'm not talking that kind of theoretical. I'm talking gravity theoretical. Well, it's based on something. Right, it's based on something, but I don't, I don't think it's um, too so realistic that we can even that, that we should spend a lot of time trying to think if this is plausible or not. Because uh, they're going to, as Harold said, they're going to cure the clones when it's plot convenient to, to cure them. Or they never do. Yeah, that I mean that could be the story of of Orphan Black, which is which would be tragic, but also kind of that'd be really cool. Just this idea of we can't sustain this. Uh, yeah, it would be very sad. But the only two who survive are Helena and um, Sarah. It'd be almost a, a metaphor for what it means to be human and alive, anyway. Which is that it's all fleeting; it's all temporary. But what matters is what we do with the time that we have and who we leave behind. Yep. And so, speaking of Helena, um, we need to check in on her. And also, um, she has buried eggs in the Hendrix's yard. Which no one seems to know about. Um, and you didn't think they were, but you didn't think they were viable. I thought they died. They're de- they're dead, but it doesn't mean that they can't grow into a person. But it doesn't mean that everything about them is lost. Well, why would why do they need them if they've got Sarah's eggs and they're going to have Ira's contribution? Um, because Rachel's going to be a bitch and take it. Oh, okay. Well, then I feel I feel a little bit like Matt. Like, okay, we're gonna you know another. You know, another problem. How long do these problems need to go on? <laughs> Five seasons. <laughs> well, it is a drama. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, Helena. I just want them to wrap, start wrapping some things up so we can just have a season of Allison doing musical theater. <laughs> yeah, that's, that would we, make. We need at least some webisodes or something. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. So Allison's musical theater. Um, Sarah Stubbs is actually a jazz singer in real life. Oh, wow. That's really cool. In the Toronto area. Nutty, um, Nutty you have your homework assignment. Go find her. Um, <laughs> so I learned that on watching part of After the Black. Because Sarah Stubbs was on it with Art and uh, Beardo. Um. And Beardo was actually kind of funny. Um, and art was always art. But uh, yeah, Sarah Stubbs is actually a singer. And I did not know this before then. And at the the last bit where she was just really belting it out, 
um, I was like, damn, girl, you go. Um, she really blew me away with her, her wonderful, wonderful singing. Yeah. She was the, well, I don't know if she was the most talented one because there were some, the background singers were really good. Um, the background, Unless they were dubbed, I don't, couldn't tell. No, the background singers were the actual choreographers for Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh. So they actually choreographed that for uh, Tatiana, and that's actually who they are in real life, is they are choreographers and dancers for Jesus Christ Superstar. And those were the actual costumes. They're really that terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Allison was playing the role of Judas. Yes, she was. She, this was very clever because I thought they were drawing the parallel that she was betraying her sisters. And then it turns out she wasn't. She had, she had given them the, you know, the drop the, or the evidence that I, I'm stumbling over my words that she gave them the heads up that he was on the way. Yes. Right. But with the song, it makes you think that she's the Judas. Right. Right. So that was very clever use of that. But right. I, I honestly never believed she was the Judas. I mean, Felix was right there. I knew I knew that they would, that she wouldn't just hand over Sarah and Cosima and the, and the sci- mad scientist Lair um, if she didn't absolutely have to. And I knew with Felix being there with her that they would find a way. I wasn't actually concerned that she had given up the sisters. I thought she was. Yeah, I, I was, was really concerned. She has a tight bond with uh, Donnie, and she's always been kind of separate to a certain extent from the others. She, they've lived in their own kind of bubble, and, and she's been at times, particularly in the season one, but she was the one who you know put a gun to Felix. And that was a long time ago. Uh, and she... You know, told shoot uh, Sarah at uh, the um, soccer field uh, uh, shed. So she, she's always been a little bit different, and, and she was in a dire situation there with uh, Donnie uh, in, in grave danger. There was also the scene with the priest or the reverend, yeah. where yeah. he she said, "You know, who, who do I choose?" and and the reverend said, "Well, you made a vow to your husband." Right. Yeah. He certainly seemed like, whether he knew it or not, he was counseling her to, to um, choose Donnie. Yeah. 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 I, I just think they really did a great job setting up your expectation that Allison was going to do something that was going to screw them all over, and it didn't go that direction. I thought it was just really clever how they did it. I, I didn't think it was... I, I disagree. I felt like... I felt... I don't know, cheated is the word or disappointed. I, you know, I just, I just felt like if that's the way it was going to go, hiding it the way they did. I mean, the, it just didn't seem right. It just seemed somehow. It was an interesting choice, but she's talking to Felix and she's she's being dishonest to Felix. She's not coming out with, you know, what, what the dilemma that she's facing. And then you go, cut right to her talking to Duco and there's no indication right uh, you know that she's had a change of heart or, or whatever whatever her plan is we're missing that scene with Felix uh, and they didn't tip off unlike I don't know like last week it's a totally different situation but 
the entire episode while they're staying up at that birthday party, I, I was just waiting for the police to arrive <laughs> in Rezdani. It was just some telegrams, you know, mm. somewhat particularly because they had the uh, previously on where, where Duco is uh, threatening, you know, that, uh, talking to Hard and threatening uh, the entrances. So, but this one, there was there was no hint whatsoever. But you could definitely see the hand of the creators steering the audience or trying to, yeah. which I think maybe is uh, Janice's point, is that it didn't come across as very natural because why not have Alice, why not have the scene where Allison calls her sisters and tells them that Duke goes on the way? Oh, because because they wanted to have the suspense. Like, yeah, yeah, they wanted I, to have, they wanted yeah. to create the drama. Right. But I thought but they did it very well. It, well. So, it made, they it, did, it yeah. It attention because, I mean, Allison doesn't know how it's going to turn out. You know, so so she's getting ready to do the rehearsal, and she's still freaked out because, you know, this could all go south on them, and Donnie gets killed. So despite my seeing the hand of the creator stirring me, steering me, I enjoyed the way that they did it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a, a great... Oh no! It was a, it was an amazing scene. It was wonderfully done. But I just, um, I feel like Allison has come so far and bonded with them so much. Even if she gets frustrated because she has so much going on in her own life, that um, it would have been it would have been really hard for her to give up her sisters. And I just, I wasn't that surprised when I wasn't that concerned. Well, they they've been setting it up going back a few episodes because there was that uh, phone conversation, you know, the annual uh, bitch, bitch, yeah. uh, you know, phone scene. And at this time it was with Allison and Sarah and Sarah was basically saying, you're not doing anything, uh, you know, to help, help us. Right. So, so they set up with that. We're, we're, we're wondering, are they coming apart? Is she going to do, is she going to, Allison going to step up? Um, I am glad that Allison stepped up though. And that, it showed that the sisters are all like one unit and that they're strong. I, I think the, the thing that particularly the underlines what, what Janice is talking about is that Allison doesn't come to, to Beardo and, and tell him where Sarah's going to be. It has to be threatened out of her. You know, it, she's, she's reluctant. She doesn't want to say until he, he gets, uh, you know, uh, Donnie on the phone. Right. So, that doesn't seem like the actions of someone who's trying to set him up. Well, it is Allison, and she is fairly crafty in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. You think we'll see Cal again this season? No. 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 I like Cal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, too. Obviously, he's on another show. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Game of Thrones. Slightly more okay. important show. Um, no, it's not. But he has a smaller, yes. kind of a smaller <laughs> role. I mean, in terms of with all the other people. Yeah, but he's the... but um, filming for him where it is, it would be hard to get back to Toronto because it's all true. it's. Yeah. He's way in the middle of Europe somewhere. Right. Yeah. So we didn't talk. I mean, we talked a little bit about Adele. Anyone want to talk about Adele anymore? I still don't trust her. I don't either. I do. Is she? <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Oh, I love her too, but I just don't trust her. <laughs> she was hilarious. God, she was great. 
She seemed competent too. Yeah. Despite being did. intoxicated. It it would be great if they had another non-clone ally. And I think it's too easy to make her a turncoat. Another one, another turncoat. I love I just I really want her to be a on the team. When they were in the church, where was that music coming from? This is another one of my notes. Like yeah. I, didn't, I heard an organ, but I didn't see anyone playing it. No. Well, someone could have been practicing uh, while they were having their little chat. You know, yeah. Saturday afternoon practice in preparation for the the uh, service on Sunday. Right. That was my thinking too. But yeah, it kind of all of a sudden just is there. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden breaks through. Mm-hmm. And. Uh... Ends exactly when the scene ends. You're right. <laughs> uh, I was surprised. Well, I guess I wasn't surprised, but Allison is going through with rehearsal when she has so much going on in her life. <laughs> she's well, dedicated. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. dedicated. And um, we've seen previously that when she has too much going on, she just sits there, drinks a bottle of wine, and knits gloves. Uh, she might just have too many pairs of gloves now. I would have liked to have seen some of the fallout, though, from that birthday party. Oh, I think we will. We, do we think uh, Ray, uh, um, Allison will be shunned? What do you think? Definitely, and I bet it has, it'll has it affect her um, political standing as well. Even if Donnie is released and it you know, oh, comes yeah. out he was completely falsely accused and everything, that still that still sticks with you. Right. Uh, unless she can turn it around and rally her, her neighborhood against the local police department and, and say, I was innocent, see? And look what they did to your kids. They could do it to you, too. The fact is there's got had been a lot of rumors about her uh, selling prescription medication, everything else, because they were selling to fellow parents. Yeah, she was That's, selling to yeah. all of her neighbors, yeah. so everybody knows she was doing it. But because they're all they're all like complicit in this, they're gonna pretend even, you know, that she's innocent. Because if because if she's guilty, then you know, who bought the drugs, right? But like if, if all... I if I bought the drugs from Allison, I I would want Allison to be uh, to be innocent. Otherwise, if she's convicted, and and Downey's convicted, it's well, who were her customers? Oh God, I don't want them looking at me. Uh, yeah, on, on this show, yeah, on this show, the everything involving the police and the legal system never really seems to work too well. I think it's better when they just kind of you know forget about it. <laughs> Sometimes it comes up and then they kind of drop it, but it just doesn't fit in with this world where. You have Dyad and Neolution, all these on Brightborn, all these groups doing whatever they want to do. Uh, so the the you know the, the police seem fairly ineffective. I mean, we we've had a, a serial killer in, in the first season who was going around shooting up the place, and uh, no arrests have ever been made. And normally the police would be pretty excited about a serial killer. <laughs> they wouldn't just rest and drop it. But the serial killers stop shooting people. And Art covered it all up because we we have a police guy on our side. Yeah, but how do you how do you cover that one up? He was shot. You know, police were being shot at. Uh, it just doesn't really fit too comfortably. I think if it wasn't for the fact that uh, 
you know, they wanted to keep uh, the actor who plays Art on the show. I, I don't know if we would even see too much uh, the police department after season one. Well, but we need the police department. We need the shit that Art can do. That he can cover up, that he can keep quiet. We need Art. What does he kept quiet? Everything. <laughs> he's, he's a source of information. Uh, you know, he's able to, to occasionally get some, get some info on things and get a heads up or use his badge to work his way into something. But... I don't, I don't know what role they really if they you know, if they really needed in this show. It, it was it was interesting in season one where you had you know the, the Sarah accidentally finding herself having to impersonate a police officer and worried that she's going to get herself arrested. And that was a great storyline, but but since then it just feels like it doesn't quite fit into the show. He's always felt kind of expendable. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they use him. They use him well. A lot of the times, he's there for exposition or to make something go away, so that we don't have to worry about that plot thread. Convenience, yeah. I kind of liked him more last season, or was it season two when he was looking into the, um, God, you know the, the farm people. <laughs> I don't. Prolethians. Season two. Yeah. Yeah. Season yeah. Two. Season two, yeah. When he was doing his own sort of investigation into that, that's kind of when I found him the most useful. I don't know. I found him pretty useful this season, helping, you know, with Crystal. Getting, yeah, he's, had, he's had a good role this season, getting, with the flashbacks. Getting yes. Felix uh, pepper sprayed. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think... MK's sickness is the only reason she's back? No. I think she got a taste of family. And, and now she wants more. Now she wants her sisters. She yeah. almost looks... I thought she almost looked surprised when she saw the blood. I know. I, that was my feeling both times I watched it. She may have... Um, she may have been coughing before but hadn't got to the blood stage. Right. And the blood stage startled her. So you think she knew she was sick from just the coughing, but that... Um, she didn't know how sick she was. She didn't know how sick. So then is, so then is your feeling that she wants to get back to, with the sisters because she's sick, or is it something else? I think she... I think, I think she's only back to find the cure and I think once the cure is found she's gonna disappear again and she's not gonna be um, she's, well, you not, know, she's not gonna be a part you, of the club sometimes when you get a, a fatal potentially fatal illness like that it, it makes you want to uh, repair the bridges that you burned because now all of a sudden you don't have that time to uh, you know to get back to this uh, sometime in the future all of a sudden you realize your mortality and Maybe, uh, she, you know, she, she can't just uh, allow herself to just stay in her hiding spot. I don't know that MK's brain functions that way. It could be subconsciously. But I don't want to say anything that would be offensive, so I'm going to not say anything until I can word it properly. 
but yeah, I don't I don't know that MK's brain functions in that in that fashion. I just wonder uh, if she's a little bit lonely and she yearns to be with her sisters. I hope that's it. Yeah. Well, if that's not it, is it a problem? I mean, do you foresee her if 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 she wants the cure, she gets the cure, she goes off on her own, is that a is that a problem? Um, I think it could be because I think they're all until until the end they're stronger together until Neolution is gone or Evie is dead or whatever until the end until slash unless there is a happy ending I think that all of the self-aware clones need to be together Um, I think they are stronger that way and I think having MK out on the loose um, could be troublesome. And I think it'll make Kasima and Sarah especially feel used. Because Sarah and Allison and Kasima aren't in this just for a cure. They are now in it for each other. They are sisters. Um, and I think that's also part of their problem with Rachel, is Rachel has always seen herself as above them and not one of them. Um, and so I think that they will feel hurt and used by MK that MK only came back around for the cure. I think they'll just be glad that she reached out to them. Yeah, I feel that way too. I feel like Kasima will be that way because Kasima's cool like that, but I think Sarah will be really pissed off. Yeah, I can see that Sarah will be pissed off. I don't know that I feel like that's... Yeah, yeah. Sarah gets pissed off, but then she calms yeah. down 20 right. minutes later. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't think she'll be joining them in the uh, in the uh, safe house anytime soon because I, I think just from a production standpoint, there's so many multiple clone scenes you can have. It's it's nice for them to have someone on the uh, Skype. Right. Yeah. It's a lot easier to <laughs> production-wise. Yeah. There's usually like one big scene per season where they have all the clones in one spot. Uh, and and, then, they and then, then they have to be a little budget conscience conscience yeah 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 we yeah so are we glad that donnie is probably going to be out of jail and we don't have to deal with that anymore yeah 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 i'm glad that's a one episode storyline i hope it could have been played up for more laughs though to me it wasn't it wasn't funny it was just uh really like it was more it was more stupid donnie from season one what was that on his uh, on his tray? I, I was I, I there was white bread, there was corn, mashed potatoes, and then some some mystery mix. It looked like more potatoes with with uh, carrots and and veggies in there. It was like all carbs. But what what was that that last mystery thing? Anyone anyone catch it? Sorry, yeah. no, I wasn't paying attention to the food. <laughs> yeah. The second time I watched it, that was it was the first thing. I was like, oh god. <laughs> it it looked like carbs, it was carbs, some carbs. sort of like um yeah it was a ton of carbs. Um sure. it looked look it looked like it was a veggie filling for a pot pie. Just without the crust. It didn't look appetizing, whatever. It no, was. it did not. Um did we Uh one thing I forgot to say is that there's this almost throwaway line where 
Susan says to Ira, show her your toy soldiers or your toy <laughs> soldier collection. Um, <laughs> I wonder if he plays with the little toy soldiers to sort of uh, repress some sort of aggression that he has. I have no idea. Yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting that it was that his collection was toy soldiers. I mean, on its own, it could just be very um, denigrating. But you know, I think, oh, his brothers were soldiers, right? Is that, right. No, right. Yeah. Yeah. Point to that. Yeah. So, did anybody else enjoy the the Duco, the Beardo torture scene? No. No. I thought it was kind of funny. Boy. Like I thought he, I thought he tortured humorously, kind of the same way Ferdinand was when he was in the chair after he realized it was a bomb and he was like begging Siobhan, like, "Are you sure there's not a relay? Because, because I don't want to blow up, you know that kind of. I don't know. I just I kind of thought that it was well done. I guess I was waiting for information. Like I wanted to know why he was helping the illusion. Like was waiting for that. And the answer that this is something we haven't talked about. He, he talks about what E.B. Joe is uh, planning to do with these bots, sort of. He doesn't really know. So, so what do you think? So, What's a real plan? Right. E.B. is marketing them as gene therapy for a variety of issues. Um, I Honestly, I think it's data collection. Data collection. Yeah, I, I feel like the bots are going to go in for X amount of time. And they are going to cure or help stave off your Alzheimer's, your dementia, your Well, that's a whatever. good thing. Yes. That's what she's advertising. She's, she's saying, well, it'll help you. But, but when they what's take her it, ulterior goal? She's collecting DNA samples without knowledge and without consent to do a variety of things. Mostly, I think, to change her bright-born babies into perfect little dimpled, blue-eyed, creeptastic babies. Maybe there's a... Did, we talk, did you talk about this before in the podcast, about maybe she's there's some sort of mind-control element to these bots that could be activated at Dizzy, some point? Dizzy kind of mentioned that because it's close to the brain. Maybe that has something to do with her ulterior plan. I have no idea. She seems like uh, one of these James Bond type villains, so who knows? Um, I feel like that would be more of a caster thing. Hmm. Like that's something that like Cody would do. I just feel like collecting information is something that a scientist would do, and she seems more sinister than just that. Well, I think she's using the collected information for a specific purpose, and that is to. Uh, germline the DNA of the Brightborn babies, even though that is illegal. What does germline mean? Uh, change the DNA. Okay. Like, for example, the synthetic sequences used for Lita and Castor that cause Lita's infertility, but also happen to cause their autoimmune disorder, or for Castor, the fact that made them a biological weapon, but also made their brains crazy. See, I keep on talking about how she wants perfection. I just don't know what the end goal of that is. Well, like Sarah says, you can't know what perfection is. Well, Evie Cho thinks she does. Right. Uh, so, so what does she think perfection is? Right, what's her definition? 
No sickness. Okay. Because she grew up ill. So it would be no sickness. And Well, that again, that doesn't sound like a terrible thing. Does it? I just don't think that's what her plan is, but I just don't know. <laughs> Sick, sickness is evolution, evolutionarily imperative. Um, but on the surface, sure, never getting a cold again or what have you sounds fine. It sounds great. Not having cancer. Um, but it's the consequences of those things. Again, back to the Lita clones changing their DNA so that they're infertile caused the unforeseen autoimmune disorder. Changing someone's DNA so they no longer have the markers for breast cancer, you don't know what else that's going to turn on or turn off. Okay, so I, and that's, that's fine. There can be unexpected consequences to things, but Evie Cho just seems more, so it, she, it, it, she just seems more malicious than that. More malicious than, well, I, this is my idea. I'm headstrong. I don't want to listen to anyone else, you know, and I'm creating a perfect world, going to create a perfect world. And she's just wrong that, that she can do it. I don't think that sounds malicious, but she seems to be more malicious than that. It could also be eugenics. Yeah. So we have to we have to change the bot every six months for whatever reason. So they get the bot back. They do a little tinkering. They check the harvested DNA and see that this person has markers for a bunch of diseases. So the next bot that goes in makes them infertile or kills them or. Okay. All right. Now now I feel like we're getting somewhere. She may have some sort of god complex. She her, may. Her intention is benevolent in the sense that she wants to cure all disease, but she'll do anything to to obtain that goal. Therefore, that makes her dangerous. And she's doing right. it not just – she may say that she's doing it because she wants to cure all disease, but she wants to be the person who cures all disease. So that's her self-motivation for that. Well, and the illusion at its heart was a eugenics program. It's always been about eugenics. I thought it was about giving people sexy tails and two penises. No, it started off as a eugenics program. For fun fun times. (laughs) Yeah, tails are creepy. At least bifurcated penis guy had the sense to put his tail on the front so it would be useful for what it was there for. Olivier is still... (laughs) Yes. Olivier. Olivier. I'm glad that he's gone. Me too. God, help me if we had had more than one season of him. Oh my god, and that tail. If you have a tail, listener, and you're upset by what we're saying, please go into iTunes and leave a review. (laughs) Please note, we are not talking about um, leftover tails that occasionally happen. Um, So, uh, did anybody else have any other notes? No. No. Covered everything. Um, I wanted to talk about um, one more thing, like Charlotte. um, Rachel comes in and she, you know, so Susan is 
they're, you know, I don't know whether they're dissecting or something with Charlotte. And they're talking about viruses, I think, and things like that. And Rachel comes in, and she's really kind of, um, I can't remember everything she says, but we, but she she's talking about, you know, she doesn't say it, but she's talking about the fact that Charlotte's sick. Charlotte might be the first one to go. She, she makes the comment about taking up carpentry and should I make the smallest coffin first? Um, and, and maybe I'm not remembering everything, but, and I know Charlotte's a little girl, but she must be getting this. And she just, she kind of looks impassive. Did that bother anybody? She's cloned from Rachel. She's a mini Rachel. It kind of makes sense. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. think she was impassive. I think she was glaring at her. Okay, yeah, that's good. Like, like, yeah, like, why are you saying this? But, it, but she wasn't scared. She wasn't upset. She was. Yeah, um, she's a, she is a mini. She wasn't afraid. She wasn't afraid. I think that's yeah. that's really what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, she was. Uh, she was giving Rachel dirty looks because, oh my God, why are you bringing this up right now? Like right. She's she's just a mini Rachel. She's just a little ice princess. A prediction for the season is Helena going to have her children this season or next season? Well, she needs to have them soon. I mean, there is a time limit on these things. Liz may not believe that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Helena's only like three months along. Oh, it's got uh, to be no, more than it's that. More than that. I think there was, wasn't there a six-month time jump between season three and four? Well, at the beginning of this season, she was. No, I think the whole show has only been six months. I, I think there was a big jump between the end I, of season three. There and, was, but uh, it, but it was only it was only like three months. It wasn't six months. The whole okay. show has been six months. Okay. Um, I think yeah, but she had to have that. been. She had to. All right. She I had to have a been year. a couple months pregnant in season three. I mean. She was pregnant in season two. She was impregnated in season two. She was impregnated in season two. I don't remember whether that, that was beginning or end, but you've got a couple, you know, at least towards a couple months. It was towards, towards the, the end. end. But you've got a couple months um, where she's in the, you know, she's been renditioned. And a couple months since between the seasons, uh, you know, she didn't have that much time. Well, she had an ultrasound earlier on in the season, so she had to be at least about 12 weeks for that. But yeah, if you look at the ultrasound, they weren't people yet. They were still kind of just blobs. Like they weren't quite baby shaped yet. Well, I think yeah. I mean, I I think the writers are straining credulity a little bit by having her not be so pregnant. It just feels like it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I wonder. And I'm not. I mean, gonna... I'm just. Yeah, I'm just talking about how the, you know, when, you, when you're when you only on, like, you know, like three months and then there's a whole year gone by, I really feel like there's only so much you can expect people to say, to, to, feel, to feel like, oh, okay, we're kind of exactly where we were, three, you know, a year ago. Our, our lives have moved on a lot and... You know, the writers may want to do say whatever they want, but I, you know, I still feel like time has moved on, and it's hard to like put yourself back and say, "Oh no, we're back here." 
And here, here's a prediction I'm, I just made up on the spot, but maybe she'll come back at the end of the season. She'll give birth, give the children to uh, to Allison, and she'll sacrifice herself. Oh, she gives one to Allison and one to Rachel, and then she jumps in front of a train. Yeah, that's so the cool. end of the season. Hold on, I'm trying to look up to see if I can get anything that says how. Um... I remember at the beginning of the season that the producers were saying that this was the biggest time jump that they've had. Season one to two, I think there's no time jump. Um, two to three this... was only a few weeks. Yeah, this was. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that the whole show has only covered like six months. I feel like they've said it's now a year. And that, and that there was like a six-month time jump between uh, season three and four. No, I don't think that Sarah was gone for six months. That's way too long. Okay, well, maybe one of the listeners can help us out with that. Or maybe by next week, Melania will be back and uh, we'll know exactly where she's at. I'm reading the Clone Dance Party Facebook group right now. And there's a post from Nutty. Yeah. <laughs> she says that she was at the bar that uh, we saw in the previous episode. It's called the Bovine Sex Club. Oh, boy. She says it's an awesome club. A lot of really good bands play there. The sound system is great. The bands are awesome. I could see Sarah there for sure. And they shot inside and outside the actual club. Um, I like the fact that it's called Bovine Sex Club. <laughs> so, yeah. Was that Prolethean from season two? We're pregnant, Lena. Uh, Johansson? He's dead. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Dead. yeah, I was just, you were, it comes to mind when you mention Bovine Sex Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, if you're a listener out there, please let us know. Time jumps between seasons. And how long it's been in their world, not in ours. Okay. Um, anybody else have any notes? Nope. Okay. Um, Harold, who were your favorite clone and non-clone? Well, my favorite clone, it's a tough one, but uh, as I was thinking of Rachel, but it has to be Allison. Uh, because this is, I think, the first time where we've really seen, at least in a long time, where we've seen a... Uh, a clone faced with this type of dilemma. And uh, she, so she had a difficult dilemma that she faced. Uh, on top of that, uh, she's faced with the bottle, you know, with that bottle of vodka. Uh, Felix arrived at the right time, but, you know, she ultimately, she didn't drink. She stayed true to the clone club. Plus, she got to do a great musical number. So she's my favorite. And, you know, ultimately, we all can't jump ship from Team Allison to go on Team Crystal. I'm going to stay with Team Allison, so she gets my vote. Um, as for non-clone, uh, I have to go with Felix. He Once again, he saved the day. He, he saved Allison from, uh, from drinking without realizing it, but, you know, great timing. Uh, and he helped her make the right decision uh, without, like, coming and confronting her, uh, you know, and accusing her of, of uh, choosing Donnie over, over the sisters. He he handled it the right way and got her to, uh, you know, pull back from what she was about to do. Um, plus, he got Donnie a great attorney, uh, even though she's <laughs> inebriated and disbarred <laughs> and potentially evil. 
That's what I say about Harold. Great attorney, but inebriated and <laughs> unstable. Well, possibly, e- possibly evil. We, we have to stick together. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt? Um, have I said Allison yet this season? I don't think I have. No, you haven't. Do we have a, you have a spreadsheet? Are you keeping track of our ratings and our characters? Um, in my head, yes. But you okay. haven't said Allison. Yeah. Um, I guess I've been trying to pick other people because I just love Allison so much. But she was really the standout this episode. They always give us a great, funny, fun Allison episode toward the end of this season. Uh, of the season. This one wasn't so funny, but... It was a great moment for her. Um, loved it. Loved her performance in Jesus Christ Superstar. So Allison's my pick. And non-clone, I'm going to say Adele. Because uh, despite being inebriated and possibly evil, she was uh, pretty effective, I thought. Yeah, really liked her. All right. Um, Janice? Uh, I am going to pick Rachel for my favorite clone. Even though I don't like her, I still felt we saw a lot of a lot of her, a lot of different, um, not a lot, but a few different um, moods. You know, the 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 friendly. Um, okay, we'll we'll go through this together with Ira, and then the cold, you know, um, bitchiness to Kasima. Um, and to Charlotte and Susan, um, so I'm gonna pick her. Oh, and the fright—the fright when she sees the swan. So I'm gonna pick her. Non-clone Adele. I loved Adele in this one. Um, I'm going to pick my favorite clone uh, for a lot of the same reasons, actually, as Janice is Rachel. Rachel has just been uh, really delivering it this season. I've really enjoyed her this season more than I've ever enjoyed her. Um, and this episode is a culmination of why. Um, and for non-clone, um, I'm going to have to say Sarah Stubbs because she knocked it out of the park with her singing and it threw me for a loop. Mm. Good choice. Yeah. Um, all right. So quote Harold. Let's see. I have to go with one of Adele's quotes. Um, you look just a just like her, except, you know, with less anger and more hygiene. <laughs> that was great. I had that one, but I knew someone else was going to take it before, mine, before I got um, I didn't even yeah. try for that one. I was like, this is everybody's favorite quote. Yeah. That was the uh, first one I wrote down, yeah. Matt? Okay, an exchange between Rachel and Ira. Yes, I'm sure you're very excited about your contribution, Ira. Anything for siren science. Uh, that was a really good one too. Um Janice. God, he just can't wait to impregnate his sister. He you're right, Elizabeth, he is a creep. Thank you. <laughs> okay. This is this is actually it's an exchange. Um so Susan says, Kasima, it's good to see you again. And Kasima says, Yeah, I'm a bit conflicted about it. Considering who your roommate is, yo, Rachel. Rachel says, yo. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the other one that I didn't even try for because I knew that everyone was going to pick yo, Rachel. Um, so mine is from Scott. 
or not from Scott, from Kasima to Scott. We're all mad scientists. Don't be a hater. <laughs> that was. Uh, I really liked that because uh, I love Scott's worry for Kasima, and then uh, her just brushing it off like, "Dude, we're all crazy. It's fine." Um. So, favorite scene, Harold. Well, you know the standout scene, of course, was the uh, Jesus Christ Superstar scene uh, intercut with uh, Donnie. Uh, being attacked in the jail cell. I mean, it's got suspense. We got music, comedy. We got high emotions. Yeah, that that was the uh, standout thing for me. All right, uh, Matt. Okay, I'm going to say that my standout scene was the Skype call at the end between Kasima and Susan and Rachel and Ira, and I loved. Um, I just loved how Susan was so happy to see her daughter and it was really touching. All right. Um, Janice. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the Adele scenes. Um, I, you know, she had other funny lines too. It was just from the moment she walks in, you know, no valet parking, you know, frisking isn't as much fun as it sounds. You know, it, it was really a good scene. Um, my favorite scene is the torture scene. Um, because my second favorite quote is from that scene where Siobhan uh, shocks Beardo and he goes, ask the question first. <laughs> um, so, yeah, although I was not necessarily a huge fan of her shooting him at Point Blake Range, the... Um, I really enjoyed the how he how well he was tortured, or how well he reacted to it. Uh, rating, Harold. Um, I will give this one uh, nine out of ten. Rapidly recovering Rachel's. All right, uh, Matt. Really enjoyed this one. That my only issue with it is that I was sad to see Beardo go because I hoped there was more to his backstory and the leverage that Evie Cho had over him. I felt like that was, it was too, this was too easy. Um, but I liked everything else about it. So I'm going to give it nine out of 10. Yo, Rachel, yo's. <laughs> All right. Uh, Janice. Uh, I, okay. I, there was a lot I liked about this episode, but I thought there were some timing issues or seeing, you know, um, we didn't mention this, but like when S leaves, the whole thing when S leaves and when they find out that S is gone and when she, when S sees that Duco's meeting with Ray, um, Allison, didn't seem to work timing wise. Um, and, and I, I agree. I didn't like the fact that Duco um, was gone. I didn't know. I, you know, I wanted to know why he kept taking his glasses off and putting them back on and why he wears earmuffs. And I don't know if I'm going to find out the answer to those questions. And I'm really upset. So, um, I'm going to give it, um, seven out of 10 Duco earmuffs, pairs of ear, Duco pairs of earmuffs. All right. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I think this has been a really standout season. Um, so I'm going to give it, Nine out of ten glitchy glass eyeballs. Uh, 
Janice, do we have any feedback? Do we? I emailed you. Okay. <laughs> Give me a minute. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hi, all, and special guest who I'm not sure who it is today. Don't have that much to say about this one, but here are some random thoughts as usual. I was really hoping it was all a setup with Allison dealing with Duco, and it was. As bad as things could have gone down regarding Donnie, worse than getting beat up, I just couldn't see Allison selling out any of her sestras. MK coughing up blood too? Had we seen that before? Because I don't remember. I thought that scene with Allison and the priest talking could have been cut out. It went on too long also. It went on too long also, in my humble opinion. Glad they didn't have Mrs. S suddenly grow a conscience and not kill Duco. When she was shocking him, I wouldn't have minded if she put that clamp on his nuts instead of his neck. The pressure alone would have been excruciating. And adding a shock to it? Ooh, boy. Actually, I'm quite a gentle, nonviolent person. Really, uh-huh. I am. These TV uh-huh. shows make me like this. Yeah, we course, totally don't believe you, Val. <laughs> poor Scott had to clean up the mess. Yep. I actually didn't mind Adele this time because she was trying to help Donnie. She even had a funny line after seeing Allison for the first time after Felix told her it was Sarah's twin. You look just like her, with you now less anger and more hygiene. I liked seeing the way Allison lit up and was Allison again during the play rehearsal, complete with huge smile after Felix relayed to her that Donnie was okay. And I liked Felix's reaction to her also. Speaking of people lighting up, did you see the way, did you see the way Susan lit up after seeing Cosima on her computer screen? Looks like someone has a favorite clone. Thought that was great when Cosima told Rachel and then Ira, they're not on the team. The look on Ira's face. When Cosima was traveling in the helicopter, I thought for a second something bad was going to happen and it was going to go down. The part that had me tickled that had me tickled the most was hearing Rachel drolly utter the word yo back to Cosima. That cracked me the hell up. It was all in Tatiana's delivery. On a shallow note, jo- Jordan Gavaris's body is looking good this season. We got a quick shot of him in his nice-fitting briefs. Who's staring? Not me. Two more episodes to go. These seasons fly by too fast. Seven out of ten vengeance rifles. Later, Val. Thank you, Val. Thank you so much, Val. I'm glad you got your feedback in. Yay. All right, so... I really do feel like the priest scene was there, too. Uh, make us think that she, you know, there was a chance that she was going to turn on her sisters and put Donnie before yeah. them. Like that, I think yeah. that was the point of the scene. Yeah, that whole that whole thing was a red herring. And there was a lot of religious iconography and religious mentions. It just like people saying Jesus Christ or whatever. It just kept on coming up in the dialogue. Um, so I, it was all setting it up. Nicole, you know, Allison, her conscience weighing uh, and her marriage vows. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was definitely uh, the red herring of the uh, episode. Um, so I think with that, we are done this episode. Um, I forgot to write down uh, next episode's title. Oh, I can tell you what it is. It is 
the mitigation of competition. All right. Oh, that, mm. that spoils everything right there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's, I think someone's going to die. Someone's going to be eliminated. Um, that's terrifying. They need to stop killing people. Maybe. Depending Not if on it's Evie Cho. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Evie Cho's making out of this season. Um, I hope not. Okay. So that's it for this episode. We'll be back for uh, season four, episode nine, the penultimate episode of the season, the mitigation of competition. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us, Harold. Thank Thank you, you. Harold. Thank you. All right, guys, Jesus so. Christ, superstar. <laughs> Matt, you have such a nice voice. Oh, Did you hey. sing in high school? Did you, were no, you in I'm... musicals? No.